0: Greetings to all of you, dear saints and friends uh, from all of us here in Southern Arizona. This is Teresa Smith from the Father's Church of Tucson, and I just send you blessings from the West. I am so thankful that you've decided to join with us here today on Voices so that I can share a devotional thought with you. In my brief message today, um, I think you'll hear pieces that have, of things that have been spoken by many others in the network Over the past months, and I have to confess to you, I struggled a bit as I prepared because I kept thinking I was just repeating things that you've already heard. You know, all of us would like to come up with some riveting bit of truth that no one has brought forward before. But the Lord kept patiently prodding me with this same message, and so I offer it to you today. I can't really come up with anything better than what He has in mind. He reminded me that he builds in us line upon line, here a little, there a little. So when things seem like we've heard them before, and maybe we have, it's because he's building and reinforcing things within us. There are there are times like this that are times like no other. Our foundations must be strengthened and established in Him so that we can withstand all that comes against us. You may have noticed it's a war zone out there. Things are definitely shaking. I listened recently to Annette Lacey's voice's message that was called Keep It Simple, Saints, and I so resonated with it. It really encouraged me. If you haven't had a chance to hear it, you should. You can find it in the Voices archives. One of the reasons that message struck home for me is that I really do have to be intentional to keep my spiritual equilibrium in these days. That means more time in the scriptures, more time in prayer, more more focus upon the plan and purpose of God. Staying in God's timing is so very necessary. You know, for those of us that are equipped for spiritual warfare, There are battles galore that we could engage in, but so many of them are just not for now. I sometimes picture going forth, garbed for warfare, all my armor on, my shield, my helmet in place, my sword at the ready, and coming across this battle to fight and that battle to fight, this incursion, some intruder over here, a warrior could fight all of those skirmishes and never make it to the actual intended battle zone. So... I try to stay cloaked in the hiddenness of the Spirit until the Lord says it's time to war. It's a challenge sometimes because I don't like what I see, but I know the enemy is trying to wear out the saints, and my deep desire is to partner with the Father and to do what He is doing in His timing and in His way. Nothing more and nothing less." Today, I just want to share with you from one of the Psalms that has meant a lot to me in these days. It's Psalm 46. It's not very long, so let's read the entire Psalm first, and then we'll focus upon a few of the verses in it. Psalm 46 says, To the chief musician, a psalm of the sons of Korah, a song for Alamoth. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, Even though the earth be removed, And though the mountains be carried Into the midst of the sea, Though its waters roar and be troubled, Though the mountains shake with its swelling. Selah. There is a river whose stream Shall make glad the city of God, The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns a chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations or among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. You can see that throughout this psalm, it talks about all kinds of circumstances, circumstances, many of them seem just like today's situation, if you ask me. Look at it. It doesn't matter if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. It doesn't matter if the waters roar and the mountains quake. It doesn't matter what happens in current events. Whatever happens, we will not fear because God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. You know. This verse, Psalm 46.1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble, is one of the very first Bible verses I ever learned. I didn't grow up like some of you having the privilege of learning Bible verses at home or in my church. I learned this right along with my children in their Sunday school class. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Just as an aside, I I am so thankful for people that teach the children. My experience of learning scripture right along with my kids just shows that we don't ever really know the reach of the things that we sow for the Lord. And our our kids can lead us. A child shall lead them, it says in scripture. And our kids scatter abroad those things that we teach them. Everything can be in motion around us. Um, It can feel like the earth itself is crumbling, like the nation is unraveling, like your family is breaking. But God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And therefore, it says, we will not fear. We will not fear. That is really a wonderful thing, isn't it? The psalmist goes on to talk about the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells, that place will not fall because god is within it that is the tabernacle of the lord in my lifetime i've sometimes been accused of being so heavenly minded that i'm no earthly good <laughs> really what does that mean anyway i'm i'm just thankful now that i might be heavenly minded I hope to be more heavenly-minded. I hope to spend more and more of my time in the heavens, seeing from God's perspective, doing what God wants me to do, using my voice to pray into this realm the plans and purposes of the Almighty. It's my calling, and it's your calling, too. If we are accused of being so heavenly-minded that we're no earthly good then good for us. I think that that just shows that we are having our focus where it's supposed to be. In verse 6, it also says, "...the nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, and the earth melted." You know, the the nations are in an uproar. Indeed, they are. Kingdoms are falling. God has only to lift his voice, and the earth will melt." None of these earthly things is going to amount to anything in the end. And there's an interesting thing, I think, that the couplet, the Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge, bookends the last portion of the psalm, the God of Jacob. Here, he's not called the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as he is sometimes, but just the God of Jacob. You know, it made me think a little bit about who Jacob was. He was a significant character in scripture, a character that I found very encouraging. His story in his early years wasn't the best, and yet God changed him and used him. That should encourage all of us. Jacob became absolutely desperate and cried out to God who physically touched him. God changed him. God gave him a new name. He called him Israel, and he put a new identity in him. That is the kind of God who is our refuge. He's our hiding place. He can change a scenario. He can change us. He can do anything that He wants to do. There's no reason that we should be afraid. Then the psalm goes on to say in verse 8, Come, behold these works. So come and see. There is coming a time when all of this stuff that we're watching unfold will cease. The Lord is over all of it, He breaks the bow he shatters the spear, he burns the shields with fire. All of our little weapon tree that we think is so powerful will be like playthings before the Lord because of his great might and his great power. Some day, in the Lord's timing, all of these wrestlings will be done. All the turmoil will be over, All of the wonderings and trying to make sense of news that we hear daily will be finished. I dare say that even um, social media will pass away. And until then, God speaks and says this, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. This is such a well-known verse. Um, it's on people's refrigerators. It's on the wall. People know it, but do you know it in your heart of hearts? It's, it's the verse that God has been impressing on me over and over to share with you all. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. The Hebrew word is rafa. And when I read the definitions of this word in the original language, one of the meanings was to become slack, to be still, to become slack. All of you parents probably know that technique that small children use when they don't want to do something. And you can be holding their hands and dragging them along and they're walking with you and suddenly they become nothing but dead weight that you are towing. They become slack. They stop doing anything. They aren't even fighting with you. They're just hanging there at the end of your arm. Basically, God is saying to us, just stop. Just become slack. Just come with me, hold my hand and come with me, do the things that I'm doing. Follow me that way. Stop maneuvering. Stop resisting. Stop going your own way, fighting in your own steam, worrying about your own battles. Just stop. And in the quietness, in the stillness of that, know that he is God. This is where we battle within him within the quiet stillness of his heart. He's not saying to lie down and take a nap or to become idle or lazy or anything like that. We still have things to accomplish in partnership with him, but he is saying that he will be exalted. He will be lifted up in the heavens and in the earth and that our place is to stop struggling and to just know that. Pray from that place. Rejoice from that place. Do all that we do to the glory of our Father from from that place. The word used for know in be still and know that I am God has within it a meaning of perceiving by seeing. Maybe by all of our trying and striving and struggling and wrestling, we don't hold still enough to perceive by seeing who God is and what he's doing. How can we partner with him if we don't know? How can we know unless we take the still and quiet time to see the things that he's showing us? Be still and know that he is God. As one commentary put it, it says literally, Leave off to oppose me and vex my people because I am over all for their safety. He is over all and his intent is for our good. Be still and know that he is God. For truly, he will be exalted among the nations, and he will be exalted in all the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Amen. Amen. Father, I just thank you for some time to share the things that you've been speaking to my heart. I pray, God, that you would empower us to be still And know that you are God in all the ways that you mean that to influence us and impact us. And we thank you, Father, for your watchful eye and your care over us. I thank you for these people that are willing to follow you and to lay down their lives to follow you and and be with you in the things that you've called them to be. Lord, I just ask that you would um, continue to Be with your people as we partner with you in your plans and your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, saints. It was great to spend this little bit of time with you. And I think of you all and we pray for you here in Tucson. Blessings.